Eddie again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hi Craig, how are you? I'm good, Emma, how are you? I'm really good, thank you. Thank you for joining us and uh, doing this fan content with us. Um, firstly, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do and where you're from? Okay, yeah. So, uh, my name's Craig. I live up in Lancaster, which is North Lancashire. Uh, I work for a local authority in uh, something that's called Early Help, so supporting families. Um, and we're starting to struggle a little bit, so not safeguarding. Kind of before that, when, when families just need some support, I work as a partnership officer, so I work with partners such as schools and the third sector and police and other statutory agencies to see if we can do our, do our best to support families and stop them from struggling. Oh, that sounds really interesting. I suppose that's really can be quite rewarding for you as well. Yeah, I th- um, obviously I don't work kind of directly with families, which I think is probably the really rewarding element, but being able to work with partners to increase what they can offer to support families, especially with a lot of schools as well. Uh, if we can work with them to really help them support, you know, vulnerable young children in, that they're supporting, um, I think is, is really worthwhile. Yeah, it, it sounds uh, interesting. Um, so tell us a little bit about how you became to support uh, Manchester City or Manchester City women. Um, how did you come to follow the club? Uh, yeah, so uh, I remembered it quite vividly, actually. Bear with me while I ramble on. 2018, <laughs> we'd just come back off holiday. We went to Wales for the week and we come back and my daughter had, out of the blue, just kind of come to me. She's only, she's she's nine, she's eight now. She was nine later this year, so she would have been about seven at the time. Really fancy playing football, Daddy. What do I need to do? So we took her up to the local... Uh, one of the local universities where they had like a kids football camp on in the morning, played a couple of games and I just thought, uh-huh, I wanted to expose her to, if she really wanted to work hard and if it's something she really wanted to do, something she loved doing, I kind of wanted to show her, this is what you can achieve um, and knew that Man City women were probably the closest, to, closest team um, at that really elite level, so we took her down to watch a game it was uh, Leicester at home in the Conti Cup and they won 4-0 uh, and ever since then, the, the family as a whole were, were all hooked on on supporting women's football, really, more than um, and I'll support men's football. Um, I used to, a long time ago, used to support Bobby Rovers and kind of fell out of love with the game when more and more money was being pumped into it and there was a, a shocking lack of respect towards officials, and I kind of fell out of love with the game then. But uh, my daughter's kind of brought me uh, kicking and screaming straight back into a love of, uh, of women's football, especially, uh, and supporting Man City ladies. That sounds really good. So, do you do you attend the matches regularly, or when you can? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, first season we supported them, went to a couple of games, and then literally last off season bought four season tickets. So I've never been a season ticket holder before, and then uh, only after one season, we, you know, the, the value uh, and the absolute skill level on show in in the elite women's game in England is absolutely phenomenal, and the absolute value that the tickets represented was a no-brainer for us so we try and get to every home game I think we pretty much have been to every home game this season you'd have been disappointed then with Leicester being your first match that you couldn't we couldn't <laughs> get to, to the FA Cup fifth round for the uh, quarter-final even fifth round uh, for the Leicester game uh, no we, unfortunately we don't do away games uh, well I said we were hoping to do Liverpool away this season for Mother's Day 
Well, I think we're going to go to Liverpool in the morning and, then, and go and catch a game in the afternoon because my, my wife's really got into into supporting Man City ladies as well. Yeah, and obviously it was cancelled, unfortunately, because of the uh, the current climate, so we couldn't do to that. Uh, so hopefully, maybe the back end of this season or, or next season we'll go. Um, and what I have said is my, my father-in-law supports Aston Villa. Uh, so obviously they were on the verge of, of, of being promoted. I don't know if obviously what's going to happen with that, but I have kind of said that if they do get promoted into the WSL, we'll have to do a, an away game and combine a trip. We're going to visit them because they live in the Midlands themselves. Yeah. Um, so it's really great that you're enjoying the football as a family. What's been your favourite memory of your time supporting the team? Uh, I, I suppose for me... Uh, I'd be very different probably to a lot of people you speak to because we've only really been fans for two years. I think that the, the, the best kind of memory is, is just the environment. It, it's so welcoming and so inclusive. Um, and I, I would never want to take my daughter to watch a men's football match because I've been to them when there's shouting, there's swearing, there's real vitriol and anger. I haven't ever seen that. Um, a, a women's game it's always been really nice really friendly you know opposition fans are sat with home fans and there's there's light-hearted kind of banter between the two you know backwards and forwards uh, and it's just really nice and you know I've taken my dad to a couple of games when my wife's not been able to make it uh, and we've just really enjoyed it and my daughter really enjoys it and being able to get down pitch side after the game and you know meet her her heroes and uh, her heroines and, and uh, you know Meet the meet the players and be able to take photos and, and talk to them. Uh, and she was over the moon when a couple of weeks ago, my wife said she loved the glasses. So uh, oh, she was absolutely made, made up for that. Oh, brilliant! So I'm going to assume then that Ellen White's up there is probably one of her favourite players. <laughs> uh, Steph Horton is, is it? Uh, Ellen White's my favourite player. Uh, Steph Horton is, is is my daughter Lyra. That's her favourite player. So we got a, a, a Man City shirt for Christmas last year with Horton on the back, and it was an absolute prized possession. Uh, she absolutely loves wearing it to, to football training because she plays for a local team uh, and also when she plays at school and after school club she'll, any excuse to, to put it on and wear it with pride then she absolutely does oh that's great so um, is your daughter playing with the team at the moment or yeah so she plays for Morecambe Ladies and Girls she's an under eight team she started playing this season she went down to uh, you know the Wildcat sessions yeah uh, so the so Morecambe girls run the Wildcat sessions here. Uh, Sophie Fish uh, and Nick Barrett, the two coaches. I'll give them a plug. I don't think they'll listen to this though. <laughs> um, and and they, they are so passionate and enthusiastic about encouraging more and more girls, uh, especially younger girls, getting them into into football. She went down to two Wildcat sessions, and, and Sophie approached and said, "Why don't you start coming down, training with the under eights?" And she's not looked back, so she plays for them. Mm-hmm. Um, she she got the number six shirt like Steph Horn, and she's on the moon when she got that. Uh, so she wears that with pride and yeah they're playing really well we're undefeated this season but again that's kind of all hit the rails due to hit the skids due to what's happening that's a shame um it's really nice though to hear that sorry what's your daughter's name lyra lyra like lyra's been really inspired obviously by the players and you know like you're saying having that number six shirt and wearing that with pride you may <sighs> must make you really proud as a parent yeah it, it really does uh, and you know I, I'm not. I'm 
certainly I'm not I certainly hope I'm not coming over as, as like a pushy parent but I kind of I, I wanted to if she enjoys it then I'll, I'll ferry her everywhere on a Saturday so the league they play in covers Preston Blackpool St Anne's and Fleetwood and Lancaster so it's quite a big kind of patch with there only being one local girls team mm-hmm. um, so I'll happily drive her anywhere on, on a Saturday morning she really enjoys it it's a great bunch of girls who play for the under eights uh, and she really likes that and you know I yeah, she scored a she scored a goal a first goal of the season just before Christmas, and she didn't know what to do with herself. I think it was it was <laughs> half kind of hot and punch in the air, or half kind of um, Ellen White glasses glasses up and away kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I think the fact she you know she gets to see um, especially young girls for for seeing the likes of Jess Park and uh, Lauren Hemp come through Georgia Stanway who comes from Barrow which isn't a million miles away from Lancaster where we live and used to play for Blackburn Rovers which again isn't a million miles away from us I think when she sees these younger girls coming through she realises actually you can achieve you know you can play at this level um, and I think that is inspiring her to kind of kick on a little bit and really enjoy football and if she just turns around in the future and says you know I just want to play socially then you know absolutely fine my dream is she'll go and play for Rain FC in Seattle so we can move to America but you know <laughs> I'm not, honestly I'm not a pushy parent <laughs> well hold on <laughs> You don't want to see her stay in this country first and then go over to America. <laughs> well, she can make a name at City and then uh, yeah, she can move Yeah, that sounds, that to, sounds to, better. To, to go and play for, for <laughs> I think the LLFC, I can't remember, they, they got bought over by... Yeah, they um, have been you know, bought, yeah. Um, I can't remember, um, that's going to be a Seattle Seahawks fan, so so it's fine to go and uh, get the best of both worlds. <laughs> Brilliant. So, um... <laughs> We've enjoyed plenty of goals this season, uh, but what's been your standout goal of the season so far for you? Uh, I think there's only one goal it can be, and that would be Caroline Weir against United at the Etihad. Um, an absolute screamer of a goal uh, from an incredibly talented player, but I think also the fact that at that time the most ascended women's uh, league game in, in England, if I got my facts right, uh, amazing environment you know never been to the Etihad myself before so the fact we got to see that game in that stadium uh, and I think also uh, I think both teams deserve to play on that stage you know two incredibly talented teams even though one is the enemy I can still be uh, that gracious <laughs> about them but you know two, two, two very talented sides in a really talented league and you know they really deserve to play on that level so I think that probably the, the goal for me thus far did that game surprise you at all for the opening game of the season especially the first professional game against United because it really was a quite evenly fought match and it was only just that sort of mag- uh, can't even speak that bit of magic from Caroline <laughs> Weir that uh, obviously changed the game yeah I think uh, again, being, being quite new to the game and, and knowing that the United team had only been kind of informed what the year before and played in the Championship and came up, they've got a great manager in Casey Stone who's you know obviously very switched on, um, you know and hopefully potentially will be a future England manager there. Um, I, I thought it was a KG fair. I think the little part of me was a little bit oh well, we'll, we'll return them on, better squad, you know more established team, you know more internationals. Uh, will we turn them over? And I think. Yeah, 1-0. You, you got these games, don't you? Especially opening game of the season, home, the home team, you want, you want a bit of a goal fest, don't you, to kind of yeah. set, you, set your stage for the rest of the season. But it was a good game. I said it was a, a moment of, of magic from Caroline Weir. Um, and it, yeah, it was just a really good environment as well. Would you like to see another game maybe played at the Etihad again next season, maybe? As a one, uh, yeah, as a one-off, I, I think, yeah, and that may come over as being negative, and I don't mean it to. I, I think, for me, 
we need to get to the point where we're filling the academy stadium week in, week out. Now, I know I think Chelsea was, what, 3,002, no, 3,5. I think Arsenal was 3,2. I think until we can get to that point where the state, that stadium is, is absolutely full, you know, that, that needs to be, in my eyes, what we need to achieve. But, yeah, absolutely, you know, again, every now and then, there, maybe against, you know, United, uh, what I think would be absolutely fantastic advert for the game. And again, I know that Morecambe girls, I think they sent a coach down, so I think that could have the attraction to bring in uh, local girls' teams, you know, and maybe just the more casual fans to kind of bring them to that bigger stage. So I think, yeah, absolutely, if we can maybe have another couple of games there, I'm all for it. Brilliant. And so obviously you have a little bit of travelling to do uh, to come to the Academy Stadium. So how do you sort of prepare for match days? Do you sort of have a sort of ritual or or anything like that to sort of prepare for the games? Normally it's kind of hurrying out the door and realising we're about 20 minutes late. <laughs> <laughs> it's just with the way it is at the moment. Um, it, it, it purely depends on whether my daughter's playing because she plays most Sunday mornings. Um, kind of half nine, ten o'clock kickoff. So uh, a lot of the time she'll play. We come home, quickly get a change in the car, and we kind of drive down. Um, but other than that, we don't really have much of a, a kind of a routine or a tradition, if you would. Uh, we normally park up either at the Blues car park or if we're a bit pressed for time or the weather's not great, we'll park in Asda and maybe get some sandwiches to to eat on the way in. Um, but we you know we do like a little trip through the shop every now and then, so that that's kind of the only tradition really. We don't kind of um, we don't don't do anything special if you would, but you know make yeah. sure we get the scarves on us when we get there, and then kind of you know have a, have a bit of a laugh and, and talk to any of the kind of families who might be heading over that bridge yeah. uh, or, or walking down from Asda. Yeah, I mean the walk the the walk from the blue car park. We were talking about this before. It's pretty spectacular, you know. If you if you, you know you go into the stadium for the first time and. You know, even as a football fan, because you know the Etihad's one of the most recognised stadiums in in the country, and you know yeah. we're so fortunate that the setup is is so good, and the Academy Stadium is therefore so accessible for fans. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think we're, we're very blessed at, at City by the fact we have got uh, such an amazing ground for for our amazing players to, to actually play on. I think it, it's brilliant that, you know, they've got that and the training pitches are just behind. Uh, and, you know, it is quite nice when, you know, you do that walk up, you know, walk past the, the Etihad and then over the bridge. And uh, and it's nice when you kind of come over the bridge and you can hear the kind of, you know, the, the hustle and bustle from inside the stadium uh, when teams are warming up and, and fans are starting to flood in. It, it, it's a really lovely experience to kind of to head that way in and, and, and really, really enjoy it. Craig, you're just making me miss it even more. It's so hard. Um, so um, obviously, I was going to ask you what are your hopes for the rest of the season, but uh, given that we don't actually know when the season's going to start up again, it seems like a daft question. So, um, how happy have you been with our season so far and uh, with our performances from the team? I think um, obviously top of the league, one point clear. I appreciate Chelsea. Is it one point? I think it's one or two points. Chelsea have a yeah. game in hand, don't they? Still, so um, my kind of hope for the season will be FA Cup glory. But if anything, really want to win the league, want to be able to kind of beat the stadium if they ever win it there, or you know when they come back, you know the first game after when they might have the the trophy. I think they've had a, they've had a great season. Um, 
going out of the Champions League early again against our bogey team that is Atletico Madrid was, was a bit hard to say we managed to get to see um, again, see him play against Lugano myself and my wife we had a little date night the kids were being looked after by my parents so we had a little treat and had a date night which was an absolutely brilliant game under the lights and we thoroughly enjoyed that it was um, a good game so I'm kind of hoping you know more success will come our way I'm, I'm interested to see who's going to take over management wise in the summer um it's really interesting, I've been quite a new fan, uh, kind of coming to the tail end of Nick Cushion's career. He seems to, you know, the team seemed to be playing well, but there was a, it was a noticeable towards the end, quite noticeable for me, that there was lots of this kind of passing from the back. Um, and at one point, one of the games we watched, kind of the ball, we were attacking, and all of a sudden we passed it all the way back to the goalkeeper, and, you know, I think that, you know, we only played attractive football, and I appreciate we don't want to, you know, do that at the expense of losing games. But I'm kind of hoping that the next manager comes in might be able to just add a bit of flair and, and maybe let the players express themselves a little bit. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, I think we've almost been sort of set in the ways about our style of play and the way that we play. And, you know, almost at times we're a bit predictable in that respect. You know, we can't adapt our game when we need to. And, you know, I think we've seen better performances this season when you compare it to last um, yeah. You know, I think we've made some good signing. I think we've able to adapt when we needed to. Um, you know, we've had some injury struggles that we've had to cover, and you know, so yeah, we've asked a lot more of the players this season. I think it is positive that we've seen obviously players commit in terms of uh, contract renewals and contract extensions yeah. and and things yeah. like that. So taking yeah. that into to next season is most certainly an exciting prospect for whoever does come in. Yeah, you, you, you've literally taken the words out of my mouth there. The fact that we've we've got quite a few of our you know our core players uh, with 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 Steph and Kieran Walsh and, and now Jeanine Jeanine uh, Becky last night and Caroline Weir and obviously uh, Lauren Hemp and I think Jess Parker also come in long term deals. I think that's absolutely amazing for the team. The fact that we've got a really strong core. Uh, right through the team have all signed those extensions so there's a part of me you know the, the, the conspiracy theorist from a little tinfoil hat on would be saying that you know if they're committing to they wouldn't commit to you know another two or three years if they maybe didn't have an inkling of someone who might be coming in to do the players no did they not um, but, but yeah I think whoever comes in is going to inherit an, an absolutely amazing team with some absolutely brilliant young talent and of course Ellen White yeah Ellen White fave what I love about Ellen White is whenever she scores she'll do a trademark celebration that I love and then she looks shocked like she scored it's <laughs> so true she seems a bit surprised like it's got in the back of the net and, and that's what I really like about her because she's so down to earth and she's so humble when she plays uh, I just think she's brilliant I think it's unfortunate really because Really, when you think about it, we we didn't have her right at the start of the season, and we almost went a few months without her. And um, it would it be it's such a shame because I would love to have known a real a real gauge of her impact that she could have had on the squad. I know she scored goals for us this season, but I really do think if we'd have had her right from the beginning, just how much she would have contributed to the team, and in terms of the goals that she would have put in for us, how far she'd be punching from Miedema, if that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I completely agree. I think uh, her good run of form has been slightly overshadowed in, in a positive sense by uh, Paulina Bremer, who's absolutely, 
uh, hit form this season. It's a shame that she's she's moving on next season, but obviously uh, she wants to return to Germany. So you know, a bit fair, you know, fair dues to her. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you. I think if Ellen had maybe um, been fit for the whole season, I think you're. I think she'd be up there charging Miedemar for for the golden boot. Absolutely. Yeah, and she's she's just like you said. She's so established and she's just an excellent player. I mean, I love the way she plays you know she has that bit of intensity and that bit of grit and you know she's always sort of trying to to win the ball hunt the ball down get the ball she never gives up she's a workhorse she's just brilliant and she even even when she analyzes her own performance in her own game she still always believes that she could have done more you know and she can give more and you know and even when you think that she's put in a good performance she even evaluates it and thinks that she still could have done better it the, what she does is just unmeasurable it's just quality yeah i completely agree and i think she she, she kind of she really does and you've hit the nail on the head about being a worker she, she strikes me as well kind of almost like one of these old-fashioned number nines who will just run all day. Yeah. You know, if, if you needed her to run for 90 minutes and then plus 30 minutes of added, you know, an extra time and do a penalty shootout, she strikes me as the kind of player who will just do that for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, not grumble, you know, not complain, get on. Play. She comes over as being a real team player. And I think I think you've seen that in a, in a team play when she's, you know, when she's looking to set other players up, she's not... Not greedy, now whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, because would she score more goals if she was slightly more greedy? Mm-hmm. Don't know. Um, but, she, you know, she, I think she's, she'd rather, you know, have a, a, an all-round great team performance than just a kind of solo performance. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree. And I think that's the, the kind of difference that you see when you compare, like, Ellen White to Nikita Paris, maybe, is that <laughs> Nikita Paris, she is a, a great striker, prolific, but... Absolutely she can be a bit selfish <laughs> and no, uh, uh, you know absolutely if you've kind of stolen you know stolen my thoughts there with you know when, when again only being you know a fan of two years you know Nikita went and I was like oh right okay we've signed this play called Ellen White I've not heard of it because you know I'm still learning again I think it was prior to the World Cup and then after the World Cup and she had an absolutely blistering World Cup I was like Nikita who? We don't need her yeah. you know we, we've, we've, got the, we've got this amazing player in Ellen White and you know I think you're right I think Nikita, play, Nikita Paris is an, is an amazing player but I think you're absolutely spot on she would strike me as being quite selfish and you know would she, would she maybe try and go for glory yourself if, even if there was a better option of maybe passing it to someone who had an easy chance mm-hmm. to score or I think Ellen would do that I think Ellen would set somebody up rather than maybe just trying to go for glory yourself definitely yeah so it, uh, hopefully we do get to resume this season and conclude it eventually <laughs> but when we don't know I mean how are you enjoying your time well the time without football at the moment what are you enjoying and how are you spending your time uh, eating <laughs> <laughs> Everyone seems to be doing a lockdown. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm in a really fortunate situation where I, I can I can work from home, um, uh, and so that that's kind of you know that obviously occupies me during the day. Uh, on, on an evening, uh, my wife and I do quite enjoy uh, you know a, a box every now and then. Uh, I, I am a bit of a geek. I do like a board game. Uh, not like the Monopoly style, but the kind of the more modern style board game. So you know that will take up a bit of time every now and then. Yeah. Um, I probably need to get out running. Uh, because I'm not doing any exercise and I seem to be eating my own body weight and chocolate every day <laughs> which isn't which isn't good I'm going to be an alcoholic diabetic I think by the time lockdown's over uh, which I really need to stop 
Um, but yeah, so you know, just trying to trying to pass the time, but you know, itching for itching for, for some football to come on. I have uh, obviously been a, a season ticket holder. Got access to the, the City Plus subscription um, for free for the time being. So I had, I do kind of fancy going and watching a game every now and then. Yeah. It is, it is, that is another really great thing that the club has done. They've obviously made that available uh, during this downtime without the football that, you know, City Plus is now available and it's free for fans. So um, it's a great opportunity to go through the archives and enjoy some of those games. And like you said, there may be some in there that you haven't seen before and it's a good opportunity to sort of catch up if you like. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's probably a lot of a lot of games that, you know, long established fans like yourself would consider a classic from a couple of years ago that, you know, prior to me getting getting into getting into supporting the team I'm probably not seeing. So they probably have some really good games I can go back and watch and and really enjoy earlier earlier success the team has had. Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for talking to me, Craig. It's been really nice to speak to you and hopefully it won't be too long <laughs> until I see you at a game. Uh, but uh, take care of yourself and your family and uh, like I said, hopefully we'll see you soon. Yeah, thanks, Emma. Take it easy. You too.